Welcome back to, we're calling it the vendor table. The vendor table. All right. We updated the name. I love from, it so much. I mean, like we were kind of like undecided on, well, you, you were locked in. I was locked in. I was undecided. But then you said this. I think it sounds better. Now I'm locked onto this. Yeah. No, I kind of like this a little bit better. It's I, such a, it's a it's so endearing. <laughs> <laughs> the vendor table is such a quality space. I mean, yeah. It's a safe place. When you get a vendor table. When you get one. Have you like been to a wedding recently where you actually sat at a vendor table? Um, yeah. Yeah. Actually, Crest Hollow. Crest Hollow always gives event like the vendors a table. They always give the vendors a table. Fun fact: They'll, I got married there. I know. I got married there. Not it, my favorite place. It's not my favorite place either. <laughs> As a vendor, it's not my favorite place. No, sorry, Crest Hollow. Great, great place to get married. But I at. would never shoot there again. Yeah, same. <laughs> and same. be totally happy. <laughs> totally, totally happy. But it's it's nice that they provide a vendor. It table. is very nice. That's one of the only reasons I would. Yeah. Mm. Probably I, the only reason. The last time I had a vendor table was actually at Janine's wedding, Janine Lombardo, who's a wedding photographer. Mm. Um, and she made sure that there was a vendor table, which I thought was really cool. So That's when, very like, sweet. You know, vendors appreciating other vendors. So we had our own table, which was really nice with like little place cards and all that stuff. That makes you feel appreciated. It does make you feel appreciated. Mm. Take notes, people. So we, you know, we. If we, we feel appreciated, we do better work. We do. So we renamed to the vendor table. The so vendor table. I, I, I kind of like it. So we're, we're going we're gonna to kick this off. So, all right. So we kind of, in the last episode, talked briefly about this. We were, you know, talking about trends and trends. Are trends, trend, editing. Trends. We got, we got a little We emotional. touched on it. Yeah. Tensions were high. Yeah. We got really emotional about trends. Really emotional. Still, I'm still emotional. You're still emotional about trends. Yeah. You know. I've been seeing a lot more blurry photos and I'm, I'm like, oh God. The, wait, there's also so many more that we didn't even talk about. Yeah, so like, oh God. That we're, it's going to be a part two at some point, but yeah. for so, now. So, well, but we're, we're going to talk about something you mentioned in the previous yeah. episode, but I kind of like said, we're going to talk about that later, which was editing identity crises. How often do you feel like you have an identity crisis with your editing? Once a fucking year. Once a year. Once a year. Once a year. I feel okay. like I'm inadequate at life and I should just quit. So once a year. I mean, that's great. I have one about once every four seconds. Really? <laughs> Th that often? If I'm editing a session, guaranteed, I'm sitting there going, I don't know if I want it to be like this, like over and over and over again. Really? Mm -hmm. If it's a regular like golden hour session, let's say at a park or a beach or something, then I'm like, all right, I know what I want this to look like all the time, always. Okay. But... If the weather shifts or it's at a location I don't normally shoot at and it feels different, then I'm like, ah, uh-oh. See, I don't feel like what I've seen with your work recently, I'm going to say recently, is it's very you. I don't what feel like you have mean? a crisis. I don't like, so <laughs> like you have your style defined. Like, I feel like it's very like you. Like, you I, I think that's where the the identity crisis comes so, in. So wait, okay, so I'm going to ask you this question because I have my own okay. editing identity crisis. But I'm going to ask you a question: Why do you get an editing identity crisis? Is it because you see like another photographer's work and you're like, "What the fuck? Why can't I do that?" No. Or is it because I think it's more like I will take, I'll do a session, I'll edit it in like my normal style, like that warm, like sort of cinematic-y, filmy vibe. A little bit bold, a little bit colorful. 
and then I'll get to the end. That's I'm gonna call you that from now on. Bold and colorful. Fuck. (laughs) Great. It's like the opposite of what I am as a person. Bold, (laughs) bold and brilliant. (laughs) The Lauren O'Brien collection. Why does it sound like a shampoo? (laughs) Totally sounds like an ad from the '90s. Bold Bold and and beautiful. Bold and brilliant. (laughs) So what you call your preset? Also, kind of sounds like a like a toothpaste. It does. It's like a crest or a crest. Col- Colgate. All right. So going back to that, like I'll, I'll edit a whole session in that style and then I'll just be like, this isn't right. And I'll start over from the beginning, completely redo it in a, with a different, not style, I guess, but like different vibe. And like the most recent one I can think of is like when I did um, a shoot at, at Montauk and it was really foggy out and I started doing it in my normal Okay. editing like I have my own presets I put my preset on it I started going to town and then I got to the end and I was like ah fuck this I hate it so I started over and did it more like I put grain on it oh. I put grain on it like which is a trend I really don't love uh, unintentional grain I did I put grain on it and I made it look a little what? bit more muted more like bluish and I don't do bluish tones or cool tones. I don't feel like, yeah. I never see I really like, don't. cooler tones from you. Um, but I did it that time and I really, really loved it. Mm. But then I looked at my feed and that's where I started having like problems. I was like, oh, this doesn't look anything like the rest of my shit. And what if people see this and they don't know it's my work? Mm-hmm. Editing identity crisis. I'm having a freaking identity crisis. I think this plagues every photographer at some point in their career. And I think it happens, you know, Way often. Way often. Like for me, it's once a year. Um, and it's usually this time of year, the slow season. Because what happens is I look at all my work that I've compiled over the last year and I'm putting together my updated portfolio and I'm adding images to my website. And I'm like, I could be a little warmer. <laughs> I could be, what was I doing here? I Things like that. Warmer. So what, as I'm adding photos to my portfolio, I'm like, I kind of want to change things. Mm. And I'm like, wow, why am I doing that? Why? And, and it's not, it's, it's almost like a knee jerk reaction mm. to something, to seeing it. Because you know when you see things all the time and you're like, you, like you see things all the time or you see it like, I would say, even in this scenario, like you see it and then you, like you see it once and then you see it like two months later. Oh God. And you're like, what was I thinking? Why did I do that? Yeah, that happens to me all the time with, like when I when I send clients teasers, so after a wedding, I'll oh pre- I do that too. Yeah, right. Like isn't that crazy? You send a teaser and you're like, and then you go to edit the like whole the thing full together, and you look at them and you're like, what, what the a, fuck did I do here? What was I thinking? Right. Why? So that happens to me a lot. So so I'll have a slight identity crisis in that regard, but I think I have a big identity crisis once a year where I'm like, man, I could really, you know, like I see somebody else's work and I'm like. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Uh, like cinematic kind of look is kind of cool now. And it's like, you know, we talked about this fucking trends and shit yeah, like yeah. that, like following a trend. They try to suck you in. They, it sucks you right in. So with... Not today, Satan. <laughs> it's like, leave me alone. Get out. Editing identity crisis happens, you know, it could happen more often like you, like you could have it on at a session, like after a session, after you edit and then you want to edit it all over again because you're like, what the fuck was that? And yeah. I want to re-edit so you could have that or you could have, I think, an identity crisis like I have, which is once a year where I'm like, I'm going to evaluate my, my whole editing workflow, my presets, my, my whole shebang. Yeah. And just be like, no, oh, I'm going to change it up a little bit. I feel year. like your 
like if you look at your website or you look at your Instagram feed or anything like that, you could tell like there's so much good consistency. It's just like so pleasing to look at. You're Whereas talking, mine, you're talking to me? Yeah, really? you. Really? Yes. Shut up. No, for real. Really? Like I look at it. Uh, first of all, if anyone, anyone can tell like who follows you or at least admires your work in the slightest can immediately tell what a Michael Cassara photo looks like when it pops up. Oh, I said this. Be like, doink, that's Mike. Well, I said this to you as well. I feel like it's the same thing with you. But I don't get that. But it, I, I do. Like there, <laughs> um, it's like. What am I missing? <laughs> it's uh, Heather's photo, same thing. Like like. Uh, oh yeah, Heather, you can Heather, tell immediately with her. Yeah, like Heather, never there yet. Like an incredible photographer. Um, her photos stand out to me. Um, Caitlin Ferris, same thing. Mm -hmm. Like her photos stand out to me. Very like golden, warm, like just like full of light, full of love. Like, uh, like I could pick out her photos from, you know, in a crowd of mm -hmm, 20 mm -hmm. and know it's hers. Um, I feel like that with yours too. Cause it's like, you have like a kind of edge and moodiness to them. So mm. I think, I think we need to get out of our own way at times. And I think this is any photographer, right? You got to get out of your own way and you got to, when you have an identity crisis and you have an editing identity crisis, right? It's in, it's almost to the point where you have to think about it and stop yourself from proceeding from changing your look. Yeah. No, you're right. You need to like pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. I don't even know what my look is. Like yours, your tones are Bold like and beautiful. Oh, fuck. This is, I'm never going to live this down. Cause you're worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Trying not to spit all over the microphone. Um, yes, bold and beautiful. Oh, some of my, some of my photos are like, I would say they're more like bold, colorful mm -hmm. or whatever, but like, then there's some that are more on the muted side or like that. No one is going to know what I'm talking about, but you will. The one, the, the, mat will. <laughs> the maternity photo on the beach where it's like all blue, yeah. very dark, yeah. moody. Like that just came out of left field. I didn't even know. I just yeah. was, was like, I really like the way this looks. So I'm going to post it. Yeah. And it's going to go out looking like this. So I don't know, man. Like, I, you know, I think like our, I think editing identity crisis also stems from the way you shoot too. Yeah. Right. So when you think about it, like if you're shooting golden hour all the time, like I know photographers that they don't shoot if it's moody out, if it's a cloudy day. Uh, oh God. Did I just like, it's just like, <laughs> who are you? It's just like kicked you in the face or something. I want, I want a I word. Want to no, but I, I want I do, a word with I do these know people. several. I do know several. I'm not calling you out, people. Oh, my God. You know who God. you are. You know who you are. But <laughs> there are photographers that a cloudy day is not their style. I get it, but we don't live in San Diego where it's sunny and 75 all day. Love uh, sunny day. But so you're going to have different styles being where we are, like being, uh, I'd say 90% of the country has different looks and feels right yeah. so i think shooting style blends into editing style and and that's where people have that editing identity crisis because like you just said earlier you know when i edit a golden hour photo we know what it's going to look like yeah. yeah okay you know it's going to like be that consistent but when you have a maybe a slightly different look or maybe like you know the the sun's a little higher at that point of day it might be and then my editing shifts yeah exactly so you know that uh, that affects your style and i think you know we think of editing identity crisis also as a fact that like it's not consistent on our instagram oh my god doesn't grids. it like make you 
grit your teeth in anger that you even have those thoughts like my instagram feed is all over the place yeah you know i used to and now it doesn't anymore it used to bother me that you know i'd see all these like young and up-and-coming photographers that were following trends <laughs> that had like very consistent feeds like everything was like you know the same coloring and same and i was like wow that's like and it's the, an aesthetic it's an aesthetic and clients would flock to that day to get a lot of followers it honestly a lot of photographers would follow them mm. more than i think clients but you know you when i look at my grid now it's not that i don't care so much about that i just want to post really good shit you know i want to post a really good fucking photo that's so the I, shit right there right emotional right like i so so we're, we're going to talk it's about beautiful it's so good oh my god <laughs> We're gonna. Talk, I, I want to do a whole like social media episode and like how to be better at social media because I feel like I'm pretty good at social media, but I'm not. Oh a, shit! Like, you're actually good at social media. You give. You're just not giving yourself enough credit for. That's it. it. I'm. I'm imposter syndroming. Oh fuck. I am. We can talk about that too. Imposter We're gonna talk about that. We're not done with this one yet. But. Yeah. But I would say with it. Okay, so like we'll get into imposter syndrome. But with an editing identity crisis, if you're facing that, as a photographer, all right. What are ways to overcome it? How do you overcome? Um, I kind of, well, first, like in any situation that I've had, like where I'm feeling like I maybe am not editing in a consistent style that mm -hmm. I think resonates as myself and my work. I've actually like sent a couple of photos to like either you or other people that I consider like my peers. So like I've sent work to uh, Heather never there yet before. She's like, my other go-to. Heather I'm never like, there yet. We're gonna just never refer, there yet. We're gonna refer to Heather. Heather there yet. Heather there yet. <laughs> hey Heather, how you doing? Hi girly. I um, I send stuff to her all the time because I'm I literally am just like I don't know if this looks like anything I've ever taken. Like, does this look like something I would take? And she was like, Well, you took it, so like, yeah. <laughs> just, just, just matter of fact. That's not. I that is not it. the way that she says it. She's like, Oh yeah, that does look like something you would take. It's great. I love it. And then that's it. That's my impression of Heather. Okay. She's going to hate that. Okay. <laughs> I love it. But how do you overcome it? Like, so how do you, like, how is it? No, I, I think maybe it's just like the validation. So you from need the someone. validation. I do. I do. Like I need some, sometimes I do need validation from like a friend okay. in the industry. You need just to like, to, yeah. To tell me like I'm being crazy. You need the high five. You need the. A little know, bit. Yeah. Who doesn't right. need a, a high five or a pat on the back? Yeah. Okay. They may not tell me that it's good, but they will tell me it looks like my work. Yeah. <laughs> But that's good. That's a that's a good way, you know, to overcome it. Just like showing it to somebody else, sharing your work with somebody and yeah. saying like, hey, does this, you know, what do you think of this? Does this look like my work? Does this mm -hmm. or you could ask that question or you could be like, you know, do you think it's good? You know, yeah, it's the scariest thing to ask. I'll also sit in front of the mirror and just yell at myself over and over and over again until I get it. You should record that. <laughs> should really Listen up, it. you stupid bitch. <laughs> You're really good at this. Wow. Get it together. Wow. <laughs> it Get helps. your shit together, Lauren. It helps. Well, listen. So I think, so for me, I, I, will, I will say this. Editing identity crisis, how I overcome it is, it's tricky because I face it all the time. Like I, I'll face it after teasers. I'll face it when I deliver a full gallery. I'll face it. It's really in the off season when I do face it in the slow mm. season. I keep saying off season. It's never off season. Slow season, people. Um, slower. Yeah, slower season. Um, but how I overcome it 
is this. So I take a step away from the fucking monitor for five seconds. Good idea. Right? Isn't that like the way to do it? You step away and like go into another room, like leave it up, leave Lightroom up, leave Photoshop up. Okay. Step away from it. Look at something else. Look at emails, whatever. And walk away, go back to it. Does it still look good or do you want to change it? And if you're changing it so much every time you step away from it, then you're having an identity crisis. You need to really take a step back, reevaluate your workflow or your editing and adjust. And like maybe it's, maybe it's a shooting style. Maybe it's, um, you know, your preset if you wanted to adjust that. Or maybe you've just been staring at it for too fucking long. Hundred <laughs> percent, and I think that's really where it comes. What it comes yeah. down to is like when you stare at your work too long, especially as an artist. Ugh, I just love saying lately. An artist. Always, photographers are artists. Um, that's me, my beret. Excuse me. Let me let me drink my decaf coffee. Um, my mango beverage. Your mango pulp beverage. Mango that pulp sounds beverage. Awful, by the way. It's called Boing. Wow, Boing. It's, our, it's fun. It's our newest sponsor. It's bold and it's colorful, our, like it's, me. It's, a, it's our newest sponsor of the podcast. Boing. Boing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We need. Hearing you right. say boing was really sad. It really. It, boing. Boing. Okay. But I think step away. Mm. All right. Step away from the boing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> step away from the, the computer. Step away from your screen. Reevaluate everything, like and I have a question. Okay, I'm sorry. No, it's yeah, important. I, it's it's important that I. It's important. Your question. It is important because it's rel- it, it relates to stepping away from the computer. So, in your office where you do your editing, uh-huh. is it always a consistent lighting situation? I try to keep it that way. I it, try to. Is it dark or light or medium? It's medium. So I have windows kind of behind me and to the side. Mm -hmm. So usually when I'm editing, I shut the window behind me because it reflects off the monitor. This is like anal stuff, like where I'm a half- Anal stuff. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Get your head out of the gutter, lady. Never. The, but if you have a window behind you, it's gonna glare off the monitor. It is gonna change- Anal stuff. Anal stuff. (laughs) Fuck. It's a PG podcast. It's really not a PG. Is it? No. (laughs) Absolutely not. Uh, explicit warning. We're going to do mm-hmm. that in our photo shoot. Like for, uh, like, I can't. Keep this away from the teens. Yes. But. The youth will be poisoned. I will say this. So um, if you're editing and you, you notice that your your work, it doesn't feel consistent. It can have to do with like where you're editing. Situation. Like a lot of photographers, like they're, they're laptop based. So they're editing on their laptop. They're editing on their couch or their, their desk or wherever. And you know, notice that. Like if you're editing on your couch and you feel like, hey, like I like my style, like when I'm editing here a little bit more than at my desk, what, what's the differences there? Is it the lighting in the room? Does that have to play? And these are very minimal things. Oh, also if you're due for a calibration. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would feel like calibration, uh, is standard. And I think all photographers, if you don't know about calibration, you should look it up and you should calibrate your oh monitor. Oh my God, if you don't know and, about it. And get your colors right. But I also, I also think um, that, it, it, one, you should do that standard. Like if you're a photographer, get your colors right, get your monitor. Once a month. Right. Yeah, once a month. I haven't calibrated my monitor in four months. Michael. It's terrible. I haven't though. I haven't. I four haven't. Months? Four months. Four months. It still looks good. And how do they still look so beautiful? 
I don't know. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> wow. Jeez, you're just coming at me with this one. Okay. Well, Does I, it calibrate his monitor for four months and everything looks perfect? Well, I think, so people with Macs, by the way, people with Macs think like their, their screens are perfect every Never. time. They're fucking no. not people. They're not. So calibrate your lap, your MacBook Pro or your iMac or whatever. Calibrate your everything. Calibrate your everything. So I don't edit. On, calibrate your life. Um, I, I have a Mac Studio um, and I have a BenQ monitor. The BenQ monitor is calibrated. Um, now, talking about calibration and how it, it affects your editing and your and giving you an identity crisis because I'm going to keep referencing it because I think it's very important identity to the episode. Identity crisis. But um, so I think a lot of people don't realize this, but when the shift came to printing your photos, right? Clients printing their photos. Oh, you're going old school here. Oh, I am. Okay. So when I started 10 plus years ago, more people were printing their photos than they were, you know, displaying them on social media. Right. So calibrating was very important to print. Now I would say if you're calibrating, it's more important to Display. what? Display. Well, it's more important well, to, to, to post. What are, what are people see their photos the most? On the internet. Where? What? what on their phones. Of, on their phones. Yeah. Okay. So 90% of the world uses an iPhone. Okay. Mm. 90% of the world uses an iPhone. True. Okay. 90? 90. Have you checked those facts? I've yeah matt fact check me uh, <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's like 90 percent of the world is iphone based okay that sounds like it, it's crazy but it's true and maybe mm. it's just the u.s but uh um, watch 90 percent of the world is on like i'm gonna look this up and nokia's you know, they're not on nokia's <laughs> nokia was a great phone though this is a solid phone globally 57 percent in the u.s so okay so it's okay so Okay, still, 90%. Okay. I was off by a little bit. Okay. <laughs> by a li- just a couple percent. I, I was off by a little bit, 30%. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> but when you think about it, people are viewing their phones, uh, their photos on their phones more than they're viewing them yes. on in, in a print format. People don't really use computers as much as... They don't. You know, it's all on your phone because it's a small computer. Exactly. So I think it's important to have like your editing styled to look good not on multiple devices multiple screens all of that stuff like i have four monitors in my office because i'm a gigantic nerd um and i love like computer monitors I, you? I, I, yeah I have four i play video games let me know leave me alone leave okay. me a gnome leave me alone <laughs> leave me alone okay but i have um all those monitors one is calibrated to photography mm. um my macbook pro i haven't calibrated in quite some time but i look at it just to give a like a good reference like and it's the closest to that um my gaming screens are totally off like they're vibrant and colorful and all this stuff i kind of look at my photos on those because i know out of you know out of my clients looking at their photos some might have their screens look like that yeah oh yeah and it, it scares the shit out of me I because i'm like wow if you're looking at my photos it like gives this, me a panic attack actually so i try to keep things my editing style kind of like at a point where it's going to look good on multiple monitors multiple screens as well as phones because i want it to look really good and stay consistent now the the last thing i will do is when i export a, a photo or if like i'm sending a teaser because i send a teaser via text mm-hmm. message 
is if it doesn't look good on that, yeah, I send, I, oh. I'll send um, 20 teasers via text and the rest via computer. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, that's really nice. That's uh, personal. Yeah. I'll give you like, get a little tips and tricks to that. I'm not going to do that. Okay. Now, <laughs> now that like, so that's like my last line of proofing <clears throat> is the phone. So if I, if I, it doesn't look good on the phone, I'll go back and re-edit. Um, and I'll know it like will look better. You know, yeah, I'll I think, try the, to I think I'll send like a couple to my phone yeah. before I send it out just to check, mm-hmm. double check. But yeah, yeah. But I think like. I think you <laughs> the know, phone has the final say. <laughs> the phone does have the final say. Like, because the, these things do. They do yeah. have the final say. I'm a slave to you. Yeah, 100%. Now, pocket tyrant. Pocket tyrant. God. <laughs> um, now, I do want to kind of wrap things up on this episode. Okay. Because I think we've been going for like 20 something minutes. Um, something like that. Too. Matt, how long are we going for? 26. 26 ah! minutes, say. It's good. Solid. See, solid. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're getting there. I, see, I have like a really good mental clock, like 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 time, mental time. Clock. I can do that with most things, but not like life things. I don't know. When I, it comes to work, like if I I know an hour shoot like is yeah. done, like yeah, you kind you kind of isn't that weird? It is weird. Our but brains it, are trained for that, they, but they like are. I can't tell you how many hours ago I had breakfast. Yeah. Or what I had for breakfast. But I didn't have breakfast. Did you have breakfast? I didn't have breakfast today. I didn't eat until that burrito 40 seconds ago. (laughs) Wow. Um, I will say this. So wrapping it up on our editing identity crises, okay? Circling back and just, if you are having one as a photographer, as a vendor, right? Like you get like, uh, any vendor, like, yeah. Like, this like is, this is a, a, a applicable video, across the like board. planner, florist, whatever, right? It's applicable to, to multiple scenarios in the wedding industry. Um, if you're having that identity crisis and you feel like you know you aren't yourself or you're trying to be somebody else, take a step back, reevaluate, just like pause for. I don't know, 30 seconds, a minute. Yeah. And I swear to God, that pause will make you question that change or what you're doing. Go read a book. Go read a book. Watch a movie. (laughs) Watch a movie. Go do something. Then come back to it. You'll probably feel a lot better. Circle back. Circle back. Circle back. Circle back. We we all do it. We all, we've all been through it. So just. Ask a friend. Yeah. Phone a friend. Phone a friend. Circle back. Send it, send it to Heather. Never there yet. Never there yet. Heather there net net. Bleh. Heather's gonna really Heather appreciate. Net. She she's been a, mentioned a lot in this episode. Because we love her. Um, but no, circle back and like realize that it's not the end of the world if you take a step back or you you know don't deliver that day or if you really need that. Yeah. We've all been there. We've all dealt with it. It happens. Just keep. Stay the course. Stay the course. That's a, that's a good fucking word. That's a, Do what makes you happy. Yeah, stay the course. <laughs> Bold and colorful. <laughs> wow. We're updating our, our slogans on our website. Here we go. Oh, this is so cringy. Oh, it's so cringy. But wrapping this up, right? Keep it consistent. Stay the course. Be bold and beautiful. Anal. <laughs> We're going to end it on that. <laughs> Wait, wait. <laughs>